Welcome, folks, to Definitely Seeking Entertainment. I am one of your hosts this week, Mr. Chris Peterson, founder, editor, in chief of On Stage Blog, OnStageBlog.com. And joining me this week, uh, for the first time by ourselves, oh my gosh, is Miss Lynette Williams. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm I'm going to call you out on that. I don't think this is our first time by ourselves. I think we I think oh, we pulled we a do... Tiffany once before. I think okay. we're alone now. Sorry, uh, that was the <laughs> reference to Tiffany. Uh, like once it. before, way back, way back when, like way back when, when I first jumped on as a as a as a host slash guest person. I believe you. I believe so, you. Yeah, your your memory is better than mine, so I'll I'll trust your judgment on that one. Um, but it doesn't happen often, and maybe it should True. happen more often. Who knows? But I'm really happy to talk to you. Uh, you and I have obviously shared passions, shared interests. Um, so I cannot wait to see what you're bringing to the table this week. And folks, if this is the first time that you're listening to this podcast, what we'd like to do here is basically discuss some interesting things, some fun things that happen in the world of entertainment, whatever it may be. Uh, it could be film, it could be uh, TV, it could be music. Even cultural events. God knows there's a lot of that going on right now uh, in our world. So, and what we like to do is bring those to our podcasts. And the kicker is, I have no idea what Lynette is going to say to me, and she has no idea what I'm going to bring to her. So, everything is spontaneous, uh, nothing is pre planned. All the discussion that you're hearing is genuine, which I think is awesome. So, basically, it's like if you were hanging out with us for about an hour uh, on a random night, you know, it's like, it's like the best time ever. So, exactly. So, Lynette, Kick us off this week. What do you got? So, Chris, guess what I did all day today? What'd you do? I went to Comic-Con. You you actually went to Comic-Con? I did. Uh, the San Diego Comic-Con is this week, and they decided with Corona, obviously, it's not safe enough to have an in-person uh, Comic-Con, so they've done everything virtually. Mm. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic. I am loving it. Um, they allow you to set up your schedule, just like um, if you've ever been to a Comic-Con and you have the app and stuff, uh, you can log in and set your schedule so you get reminders about when you wanna see things and different things. So I set my schedule yes yesterday about what I wanted to watch. Um, and then I get little reminders and I log in and it's all on YouTube and I get uh, anywhere between a half an hour to an hour of content, depending on the panel. Um, and you just have to remember it's, it's Pacific time. Uh, I made that mistake this morning at 10 a.m. thinking I was going <laughs> early. And then I was like, wait a minute, why is there nothing here? I was like, oh, Pacific, three hours ahead. Got it. Um, but literally spent all day while working at home, in case any of my work friends are listening, uh, while working was actually at Comic-Con as well. And it was absolutely fabulous. Uh, the content was amazing. Uh, it felt like I was there. Uh, it actually, it feels like they were in my living room instead of me being with them, if mm. that makes sense. So, um, and it goes until Sunday. Um, so, but it sounds like, and it looks like from what I can see is once, once the panel is done, it's up forever. Oh. So it looks like you just can't get any content early, but once they've actually met their time requirement, you can go back and check out the time. Cause I missed, I forgot yesterday that I wanted to see a bunch. So this morning when I made my, my time mistake, I was able to go into yesterday's stuff and find it and watch it then. Well, that helps. Yeah. So that's really cool. So, um, 
uh, exciting things. Uh, they had a, uh, the, I'm going to give you two things that I'm super excited for just from today. Okay. Uh, number one is Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Oh, I forget their other two names, but there's two other collaborators are coming out with an Amazon Prime TV show. It was Edgar Wright? Uh, maybe. Okay, and, cool. And like a Eastern European name. Another white guy. Um, <laughs> uh, it's called Truth Seekers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is about uh, Nick Frost and a couple of his friends are ghost hunters. Um, and uh, Simon Pegg is their boss. And so they are trying to find out if the truth is way out there is the tagline. <laughs> ah, um, and it's awesome. So that's coming in, they said, the fall of, two, of 2020 on Amazon Prime. So super Fantastic. stoked about that. And then they had a new Mutants panel. So the <laughs> this movie... movie is, is it ever coming out? That's what I need to know. Correct, correct. And hopefully the, the director didn't jinx it. Because <laughs> he literally was like, you know, next thing that's going to happen is a comet's going to hit the earth. And But he didn't knock on wood. And I was like, knock on wood! <laughs> Like, after this year, you need to knock on wood. Um, yes, supposedly August 28th in theaters. Um, they did reassure and reassure that that is the final date that it is that it will be out in theater release. Um, they did not say whether they were also going to do a simultaneously a simultaneous home release, um, like some movies have been doing. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, nope, August 28th, they gave us the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was really, it was really awesome. And then they also dropped the new trailer. Okay. Uh, so it really was like being at Comic-Con. I felt like, you know, you get the same stuff, even though you are seeing these people in their own, which actually might even be even cooler is because you get to see them in their own areas, their own dwellings. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of get even more personal than you would if they were on a panel in front of the San Diego International Comic-Con backdrop. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And there's also a lot of educational ones in there, too, that I was checking out. They did a great one about Watchmen and masks. All right. So I said I was only going to drop two. I'm going to drop three. Watchmen, masks, and what that means historically, theatrically, uh, currently, both socially and medically. Hmm. So it was really cool. They looked at the history of um, masks for superheroes and also for theater. Um, and then how does that translate into today's society with Black Lives Matters and also um, with the Watchmen itself? And then how do you keep yourself safe? And it was just really fascinating. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a really, that one was exceptional. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's really awesome that they were still able to make this work and um, they have an art room. So you still can see art um, and you connect to their Etsy pages or Tumblr pages where you can buy stuff. Um, it's obviously not as big as it would be if it was in San Diego. Um, but they're, they're trying to keep as much of the feel of the con as possible on their site. And they're doing pretty well. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. I actually um, 
I want to say it was 2010, maybe 2011. Um, I actually, me and my wife got tickets to go to Comic-Con in San Diego. Um, like I, I was on the, the site like the morning of, like constantly refreshing my page to try to get into the ticket room. Got in, um, spent $187 combined, which That's I guess not back, bad. Not bad. Uh, that was considered cheap back then for an all weekend pass. Um, the, uh, the problem was I, I didn't I didn't think about the logistics I guess mm-hmm. uh, so we got the tickets first and then I was like okay then we got to book flights oh my god how much does it cost to go to flight uh, oh my god how much do you, I, hotel rooms back then were booked two years in advance yep. for Comic Con um, so you couldn't get a hotel room in the entire city of San Diego uh, so the closest we could get was Carlsbad which was like a half an hour outside the city um, then it was like do we rent a car I mean it was uh, just a whole thing and uh finally we just said you know what it's just it's just too much we can't do it and ended up actually selling back our tickets and got a full refund which was awesome uh, and actually in hindsight i was actually glad we didn't go because that was the year that disney um had pulled out of oh. and marvel had pulled out of comic-con the first year that that had happened um so you didn't get a lot any of the big marvel announcements uh there, there really was a boring comic-con by by their standards and i remember saying to my wife like thank god we didn't go because uh, i would have been pissed um about the experience so uh but it sounds like this is great and i you know i think with zoom and all these you know online chats i mean you're, you're not losing out that panel experience which i think is awesome mm-hmm. if anything i think you're probably gaining a little bit more because you're not having to deal with crowd control and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, you can really get some, some really insights, which I think is awesome. Actually a good friend of mine, um, Katie Anderson, who is one of the songwriters for this new show on Apple TV called central park. It's a musical TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, she is doing a panel this weekend with um, all these other songwriters of other animated shows, uh, including like King of the Hill, Harley Quinn. And it's actually hosted moderated by Keith David and Alan Tudyk, uh, which I, I was like, oh my God, talk about two amazing moderators right there. So um, yeah, it sounds like they're, they're going to have some awesome stuff. So I've, I've, is it, do you have to pay still nope. or is it it's it's completely free. free? Completely free. Stop it. All right. Well, then I know what I'm doing this weekend. So exactly. thank you for, thank you for bringing that up. That's awesome. You're welcome. That's awesome. Good, good way to kick things off. Well, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to rearrange my, order of things to actually kind of do a nice segue because as you, you know, um, you know, announced some, some cool announcements about Comic-Con, another announcement they got today was that Disney was pushing back a lot of their projects and taking things off the quote unquote release calendar. So we found out today that the live action remake of Mulan is been completely removed from Disney's calendar. We have no idea when this movie is going to come out now. Um, they've been pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. And now it's, it's, it's in the wind someplace who knows. Um, they also announced that avatar two, uh, has also been delayed as well as some of the new star Wars projects that they were doing. Um, so it sounds like in terms of, you know, a lot of some of this content, they are still hell bent on releasing this stuff in the theaters rather than just releasing it on their own streaming platform. So Lynette, I just want to get your take real quick on that that plan so to speak hmm. that's interesting because I, I i just read from regal's website that mulan was going to be released they had said that it got pushed back but not off the calendar that it was still going to be august 21st i thought that's no uh, longer the if, case. Yeah. okay awesome then they're idiots um 
But I just, I, I think they're holding out for something that's not going to happen this year. Um, yeah. And honestly, I've been talking to a lot of friends about it. A lot of like really intent movie friends that like get up, go to the movies on opening night at midnight. Like we're not talking just the regular, oh, I go with my husband or wife just when we feel like it. I'm talking like people who just intently go to movies. They love movies. They want to see them in theaters. And I was like, when these theaters open, are you going to be there? And they're all like, no. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot more people have invested or are going to invest in home theater entertainment systems. Um, and they're going to stay at home and feel safe and try to try to do what they can. Um, so I think... I think they're missing out on that, um, especially since, I mean, I wonder, it's odd to me that they're doing, did they get some kind of bad number after releasing Hamilton? No, actually what happened was subscriptions to Disney Plus rose 72% for Hamilton alone. So there was a, there was a significant bump there for them. So I don't understand why they just don't, won't, release it i think they're just thinking that it would you know mulan probably doesn't get the certain populations excited as as hamilton might so therefore they're not they they might not get the bump that they would want to then therefore get the return that they were looking for but that's why then you probably release it on video on demand first and then bring it to disney plus like a couple months later um i just i don't understand it because it, you could actually theoretically make more money uh, mm -hmm. by by releasing it video on demand i mean trolls the sequel to the trolls movie made I, I would say about double what it probably would have made it in the theaters uh by releasing it video on demand so i don't understand the the, the method behind the madness so to speak uh, of not just releasing it video on demand and also not for nothing i mean i'm speaking as an asian guy uh, yeah, i'm not that excited about this mulan remake to begin with so i could care less when they they put it out there um yeah, they it's, lost me when they said they lost the songs. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a. I'll be honest with you, I've I've never been high on Mulan, anyway. Um, it's just it's not a great musical uh, movie musical. Um, I think there's there's elements to it that are ridiculous. Uh, thankfully, nothing insulting. I would say as a as an Asian male, I was never offended by anything. Mm -hmm. But again, of all the things that they were going to remake, um, when I saw the trailers for this and, and saw the elements that they took out and the elements that they put in, like this, like at one point the villain has this like witch yeah. psych. I'm like, this is just stupid. Okay, never mind. Moving on. So yeah, I, I don't I don't care when they put out Mulan. It just just get it out there and stop I think with. It's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. I was gonna say I think it's interesting that you you weren't psyched uh, when Mulan first came out. Um, because for a lot of us, the reason why Mulan is so true to our heart is because it's a female warrior. It's one of the few first female warriors. I mean, it was right, it came out right on the heels of Buffy. So for us, I mean, yes, there is that total Asian component to it that I absolutely am glad that there is and I'm glad that they did that. But for a lot of women, it spoke to Asians and women where it was like, yes, like, that's what we want to see, even though she had to dress like a man to do it. But, you know, she eventually got to be herself. Yeah. And I think I mean, that's I, interesting yeah. that you're like, eh, I was like, meh. I mean, you know, honestly, I think if, if, if young women went to that, that movie and were inspired and motivated and what, and then, you know, 
for everything that you just said. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's, I think that's fantastic. And you could also argue that it definitely kickstarted a wave of Disney heroines in film. I mean, it definitely broke the path for, you know, Merida and brave and things like that. So absolutely. Uh, but I just think for the, for the quality of the film overall, it was just, I was, I just walked out being like, eh, okay, it was all right. <laughs> So, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like you either want more action or better music. And, um, you know, the fact that like BD Wong is a fine singer and yet they got Donny Osmond to do his singing voice. That was weird. That was really, really weird. So, yeah, just little things here and there. But again, it was just when they announced that they were going to remake Mulan, I was like, okay, all right, we'll see what what happens. And then I saw the trailer and I just was not – not excited at all so i yeah for me i don't care when they put it out just put it out uh but hey you know if it if it therefore inspires another generation of young women awesome i mean i think that's that's the best case scenario so it's interesting that you say that because now i'm thinking that women have katniss everdeen and they've got um uh, sorry from uh blah 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 blah, black panther and um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and like there are all these women now. So now it's re- now it really is for like yes, Asian Americans want to see themselves on screen. Like, like that's the next wave. Um, yeah, I think the other thing too, the 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 buzzkill, I guess you could say, was that, and this is like you know the the another thing, but um, the the actress that's playing Mulan um, put out some problematic tweets earlier in the year supporting the Chinese government and what they were doing in Hong Kong, which they're kind of put a damper on uh, like getting behind her, so to speak. Basically, I mean, if, for those of you who aren't familiar, it, 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 the, equi- the, the, I guess, uh, equi- uh, equal analogy would be is like her basically saying all lives matter in a yeah, way. It's Stacey Dash. Yeah. It's it, basically Dash. it was, it was one of those situations where we're just like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that, that, I think that definitely threw that some, is, some yeah. cold water on the, the, the remake as well but anyway yeah like i said yeah. Who, who cares yeah disney disney i'm surprised i'm that that shocks me that disney is waiting for that right yeah we'll, hmm. we'll see we'll see um all right what do you got for your number two this week my number two is um i i am part of a facebook group uh called psychos um it is for fans <laughs> Fans of Psych, the TV show from USA. Oh, okay, yeah. And there have been giant kerfuffling in our in our Facebook world about um, because Peacock launched this week the new app from NBC, which right. also I don't understand because wasn't didn't NBC find like NBC launched Hulu? So why Correct, did they... But they? They no longer own it though. Oh, so, okay, I missed that part. Yeah. That's Disney part Disney owns it. Disney owns Hulu. Yep. Jeez. Gosh. Dang it. <laughs> so Disney's going to, yeah, not to interrupt, but Disney's going to use Hulu as kind of like what they did back in the day with Touchstone Pictures, where they they put their more serious R-rated content, um, stuff that they don't want on Disney Plus, they're going to put on Hulu. Got it. Interest, interesting. Anywho. So Peacock launched this week. Everybody, like the big thing for Peacock was the fact that they had the Psych 2 movie, uh, Come Home Lassie. Mm. Um, and so Monday morning I wake up and I kid you not, it was crazy. People were off the chain. I hate Peacock. What the heck is this crap? Why can't I use it on this? Blah, 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 blah. Well, apparently Peacock is only working with certain, um, 
certain systems. Mm. Amazon Fire Stick and Roku are not those systems. Same thing with HBO Max, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, wait, what? HBO Max won't work on Roku? Uh, on Amazon. Oh, okay. Whew. Whew. I got scared there because I was like, it literally, my Roku just literally told me to switch to HBO Max, but I digress. <laughs> uh, I'm very worried that sentient beings are coming. Anywho, um, but Psych 2, so people were kerfuffling, so I decided I was going to check it out for myself because, let's be real, I love Psych. Um, I came to the game late. I want to thank an ex-boyfriend, Brian, who got me on the game um, for Psych. I've loved every episode. I watch it over and over again, especially when I just need a ridiculous, witty, punny kind of laugh. And it reminds me a little bit of uh, Arrested Development in a different format. A little bit more diverse. (laughs) Um, So I get on Peacock. They have three options. You can do Peacock Free, you can do Peacock Premium, or Peacock Plus. And I was like, I already have too many subscriptions. We're doing the free thing. So once it said, it said right on the thing, we don't support, these are the things that we support. You know, feel free. They support a computer. So I just connected an HDMI cable to my computer, loaded up the Psych 2 movie. They front loaded all of the commercials I had to watch. So I think it was a minute and a half of commercials for two, almost two hours of content. Hmm. So they front-loaded it, I got my snacks ready, I got my morning coffee, I sat down, and I watched all of Psych 2 in its entirety without any commercials. And I even rewound it, and it still didn't get any commercials. (laughs) I was excited. I didn't pay for it. It was amazing. It was rock solid. Um, So admittedly, though, some of the content that um, might be interesting later on, some of their new original stuff, I think will come on you have to get the premium or the premium plus. Um, And all that means is the premium means that you just get access to all content. Premium plus means that you get access to all content without commercials. Hmm. And actually the price points aren't bad. It's $4.99 and then $9.99 a month. That's not bad at all. No. So something to think think about. Uh, They do have all eight seasons of Psych on there and all the movies. Um, plus they've got your, you know, SNL seasons, your Parks and Rec, all of that stuff. Um, so if you're not getting that content in other places, you're definitely going to get it on Peacock. Um, so not, not bad Yeah. for, for free. I'll I mean, I, I saw one of my friends posted that they had like the entire series of Murder, She Wrote on there. Yes. And he like freaked out, which I thought yeah. was awesome. I was so, like, I can't wait to go back. I, I got to Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Cause... I never checked to see if they had Golden Girls. Oh, then if they do, then it's over. It's, it's over. over. It's over. I will pay for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right. Well, for my number two this week, Lynette, I actually got to watch kind of a cool um, thing on YouTube. Uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, basically hosted a reunion of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, oh. um, the cast, and they literally sat down and did a whole read through of the entire movie. What? Um, which is crazy. The whole thing's on YouTube. Wait. Just look up Scott Pilgrim for This Is the World reunion. Chris Evans and, it, and everything? Chris Evans and everything. The only people that weren't in it literally were um, Kieran Culkin, who plays Scott's friend. He wasn't there. Um, and Brie Larson. And that was it. Everybody else 
was there. So you got Chris Evans, you got Aubrey Plaza, you got um, obviously Michael Cera, uh, Allison Pill, Anna Kendrick Kendrick was there, Mae Whitman was there, Brandon Ruth, who plays the bass player and guitar uh, boyfriend, was there. Um, I literally like everybody except for like a couple people, and that was it. So why couldn't the other two be there? They better have Corona. They better have. I mean, Brie Larson, unless unless they like hated being in that movie. They have no excuse not to be there. Come on. It was Wait, like the is, entire cast. Is Brie Larson? No, that's Allison, Allison Brie, right? That played, uh, that was in Community? Correct. Correct. Yeah, so Brie Who's Larson's, Brie so Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. Oh. Oh, I forgot she was in that movie. Yeah. So she's, she plays Scott's ex-girlfriend who's with Brandon Ruth, um, in the band. Um, and, uh, like very small role, but like, really like not i don't want to say launched her career but it, was one, it came at a time where she was doing a bunch of other stuff at the same time and really was like oh hey that's brie larson so um it was awesome uh mm. a lot of these cast members with the exception of like f- like growing facial hair have not aged in 10 years i mean chris evans brandon ruth michael Sarah, aubrey plaza they looked like they they did 10 years ago which is amazing um and it just was great seeing this cast and you just remembered how good this cast was um it's a fantastic movie. I don't care what anybody says. I ride with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's a fantastic movie. Vastly underrated. Who, um, says, who says otherwise? You know, I, I there's there's that kerfuffle, the internet kerfuffle of people that say that it wasn't great, didn't live up to, you know, expectations. I'm like, what are you talking about? There was about? no hype. What do you, <laughs> what right. expectations? What expectations? The movie just came out and then it was gone. But it since has developed, obviously, a huge following and whatnot. Yeah. But um, it was great. It made me want to watch the movie. So I think I'm going to do that as soon as this podcast is over. I love it. I love so it. So definitely check it out. All right. I will definitely because I do love Scott Pilgrim. Versus- How could you not? I mean, really. I, I don't think we would be friends if I didn't. <laughs> right? It just I, – I here's the thing. There are certain movies, I think, with, with Scott Pilgrim versus the world, like all the Edgar Wright stuff – um, all of Wes Anderson stuff. Look, if, if anybody out there watches a Wes Anderson movie and, and is crying laughing, you are my people. Like you right. get me, you know? Um, so, and that's, that's why I know that you get me because yeah. you do the same. So there you go. Sure. sure. I don't like <laughs> I love- all of Wes Anderson's, but I definitely enjoy a majority Ooh, of them. Okay. We're going to have to walk down that road down the line when his new movie comes out. We'll definitely make sure we talk about that. Cause. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I totally see all of them. But like, some are better was, than others. Yeah. What's the one with the dog? The recent one with the dog. Oh, Isle of Dogs. Yeah, that was okay. That was okay. Yeah, I, I'm, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. It wasn't his best work. Yeah. Definitely not. So, so. awesome. What do you got for number three? All right, my number three. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. Instead of watching something, we're going to ingest something Ooh. via other visual techniques. It's called book reading. Oh, the, and, the thing and, that you open up and turn pages? And, yes. And okay. by book reading, I mean audible books. <laughs> oh, not even the real thing. No, not even. The, so actually, well, here's the deal. So my friend, uh, my friend is a huge Sarah Bareilles fan. Um, she uh, and I went to go see her right before the downfall of man in October at Madison Square Garden, which she sold out. Um and it was a phenomenal concert. And my friend was like, Sarah, she like literally texted me in this voice because this is how I think she talks. Sarah Bareilles just came out with a book. We have to read it. We're starting our own book club. It's a Sarah Bareilles book club. We're reading this. Mm. And I was like, okay. 
And then I go, wait, it's Sarah Bareilles. Should we read it or should we listen to it? And she goes, that's an interesting question because apparently she sings on the audiobook. Stop it. And I was like, wait, what? Then why are we reading it? <laughs> so come to find out that this book, so the, the book has actual pictures. So that's the reason to buy the book. Okay. Is yep. to see old school pictures of Sarah Bareilles. And trust me, when you get into the, <laughs> the chapters, like all I kept thinking is like, God damn it, I wish I had these pictures. So I could see, can I, I could see what she's talking about. She describes it very vividly, but you just want confirmation that mm -hmm. that really happened. Um, but she also, on this audiobook, she's every every chapter begins, it's in relation to a song that she wrote. And so she sings the song a cappella. Not mm. all of it, but a good portion of it. So you start with her beautiful voice, a cappella, singing the song, and then she starts reading her book. And she's got, um, Ben Folds wrote the foreword, so he comes on and reads his foreword. Um, her, her music director comes on and reads a part. She has a fan that gets to read something in it. Um, and so, and it's only four hours audio version. So, mm. and I have been laughing, I've been crying because the minimal amount I'm allowed out of my house right now, that's when I've been listening to it. Um, and she, she's just a real person. I see what like, you're saying, yep. Like, and so it's nice, she goes through, especially as a woman of our age, who we didn't, we had to deal, like, I mean, I know women of now still have to deal with body image and shaming and bullying, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I think less of that is coming from parents um, and more of it's coming from outside world, whereas we had it from both outside world and parents as our generation. Um, and so, uh, though her parents were very understanding of her, um, she talks about her issues with weight and her appearance and how she feels about herself. Um, and it's just, it's she's very open about it, very honest, um, very much like her music. Um, so I am enjoying listening to the book so much that I actually ordered the paperback copy today. Oh, wow. Because I'm like, I want both. I want, I want to be able to read and see and hear. It's such a tactile experience. Like, I think you need all of it to mm -hmm. be able to really just involve yourself with it. Nice. Um, and even if you're not a fan of her music, I still think it's a worthy venture okay. um, because she does speak to a lot of things that are going on in the world and things that we're not always open with ourselves about um yeah love it love it yeah you know i gotta be honest i owe sarah Burles an apology um, wait what i owe her an apology um i when i first heard literally the first day i heard that she was writing a musical based on waitress i said that'll never work we uh, all do. We all did. We all said it. Uh, I was like, Sarah Bareilles writing a musical? I mean, I was like, who's next? Vanessa Carlton? I, I, I really, I said <laughs> these words. I said, I think I said, I said, what's next? Vanessa Carlton's going to write a musical after that? Michelle Branch? Like, uh, <laughs> I really, I really disrespected 
Cerebellus. And then I saw Waitress. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I was wrong. Uh, this See, girl can write. And <laughs> my issue wasn't so much Cerebellus writing it. It was more the Waitress part of it. Right. Because right. I despised that movie. I hated that movie so much. You know much. what it was? It was the fact that, like, right around that time, I also heard that Cheryl Crow was doing a, a musical based on Diner. And I was like, I probably, yeah, my negative feelings about that probably carried over to Waitress. So, uh, but I was wrong. The musical's spectacular. Yeah. It's, the music's incredible. Uh, Sarah Brillis has actually liked a couple of our posts and tweets in the past. So she might be listening to this. So, Sarah, I apologize. Uh, Sarah, if you are, give me a call. Fuzzwiki, um, <laughs> whatever service. My friend would die. Absolutely die. There you um, go. What was I going to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was I'm trying to remember because I haven't gotten to the chapter yet where she starts writing Waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that she wrote the book well enough after because she's mentioned the fact that she ha- she wrote a musical. Um, it w- she didn't start writing it until well after Spring Awakening, right? Duck and she had already Correct. kind of done that. And yeah. uh, Kinky Boots, Cindy Lauper, has she mm-hmm. already? Because my time memory for Broadway is terrible. I want to say she started, I, I, you know what? I, I'd have to look, I'd have to verify this. But I would say that she started writing it probably about, I would say it's far back as 10 years ago. Okay. So maybe, maybe I think Kinky Boots had already come out. Yeah, I would um, say it would have just broke. It would it would have probably just hit right. the West End at least, or transferred. It probably already transferred. Mm. Hold yeah, on, I don't I'm know. looking at my musical Broadway costumes from Pop Art Chart, and Kinky Boots <laughs> came after three years after Hamilton, um, or f- before three years before Hamilton. Oh, uh, so it's 2012. Um, yeah. So okay. if that helps you, but that Waitress helps. didn't make the cut. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. But it's a great show. I'm, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like she did something where now I'm I'm interested to what she does next with Broadway if she does anything else. Um, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I, I, you know, you tell me that Sarah Bills is writing a musical. I'm in. I'm yep. in. I'll give her that. So awesome, good stuff. All right. So for my number three this week, Lynette. Um, actually, I'm so glad you brought up Sarah Bills because mine is theater related. Ooh. So, um, I am not going to. I'm going to try to be nice. Um, so we are now in this era where theaters are going to start um, opening themselves up again virtually. And they're doing like actual Zoom performances and things like that. Um, and I, I'm not going to say the, the theater because I don't want to give them any bad. Wait, uh, can, I, can I clarify? Please. The actors will be on one single stage, and they will zoom that performance. To no, people? they are all they are all in their perspective. You're sitting in a Zoom chat, except you're watching basically a, a show. But it's not a staged read through. Yes, it it is, but it isn't. If that makes sense. Because we've already been doing staged read throughs. Correct. So this was actually so I sat in. So I'll, I'll explain. Okay. There is a there is an organization, a theater company that is doing um, one act plays uh, that were specifically written for Zoom performances. So oh. some of them are pandemic related. Others are conversation related. So it's just literally like you're listening in on a conversation between two people, um, things like that. It, it's it's it it was written well for the setting that it's in. However, 
what became very clear as I was watching this performance is that if theaters are going to start doing this as method to either stay open, um, you know, to keep busy and things like that, then they really, a couple of things need to happen. One, their tech needs to be flawless. Mm-hmm. And when I say flawless, it means they can't have one actor have a worse bandwidth than the other. Um, there were many times where actors were glitchy. And mm-hmm. um, I think at one point, one actor lost connection and they had to like wait for him to log back in to the Zoom chat. Uh, and keep in mind, these are not, this is not like a, a panel discussion or something that's you know very casual. This is an actual performance that yeah. I was invited to, to actually review. And I've never done this before, um, but I actually, I after the performance is over, I emailed the theater. I said, I can't, I can't write a review on this. It, I felt like I was watching an incomplete uh, work. Uh, one of the actors was not off book, so he literally looked like he had the script, like taped to above his camera. Wait, what? Wait, what? What? Yeah. Or and at one point he was like motion. You could see his hand, like the shadow of his hand off camera. Uh, making like a, a movement when they needed the page turned and you could actually hear the page being turned uh, on the script too. And it was just, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, if you were to make the case of why we should never do anything theatrical on zoom, um, this was it. This was, this was the performance I would submit uh, to, to make that case. Um, so my message out there, Lynette, to all the mm-hmm. theaters, um, that are trying to do these Zoom readings, these perform- actual theatrical performances, and charging money to do it, it's got to be flawless. I-, I would actually go as far as to recommend not technically doing it live, pre-record everything to make sure it's spot on, and then just stream it over Zoom, which you absolutely can do. It's, it's mm-hmm. easy to do that. So, um, Lynette, have you attended... Anything like this where, you know, it's either a live reading or um, performance thing, then you're just noticing just tech issues abound? Yes. I I, I did um, one right at the beginning of the pandemic with Melissa Torme and um, Oscar uh, Isaac? Isaacs. Yes. Yep. And now acting wise, impeccable. Mm-hmm. Like they knew their stuff. They they had their own. They had figured out their own props within their home. Like they util and Melissa Torme, man, talk about working that camera. She she was moving within her space, even though they they listed it as a staged reading, um, which usually I think all black. You don't move a lot. Like no, they both came dressed for the part. Like they both like took it up a notch. Um, the only thing was, is that there was bandwidth issues. Um, so Melissa came through a little fuzzy at times. Um, and then uh, Oscar, uh, like, it froze just a little bit. It wasn't a huge thing. But it, mm-hmm. it is obvious to me that they had, I, I'm pretty sure they had rehearsed with their bandwidth prior to going live. Okay. Because it was ob- they knew how to take that moment and still be looking at the screen to realize that there was something something technical not happening mm-hmm. and take that moment to wait and figure it out and take that beat. And like, so if he was a little bit frozen, she would just kind of be like, whatever her mood was for that scene, she'd just kind of still be emoting that from her body. 
Mm, okay, nice. So that one I was okay with. Um, I'm trying to think if I've gone... Oh, and then later on, though it wasn't a paid performance, I did the... the For... Um, what holiday went through this pandemic? Um, July 4th? No. St. Patrick's Jewish, Day? Jewish holiday. Oh. Uh, 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 Passover. I'm a terrible... Passover. Guy. There you go. Sorry, Josh. Um, uh, Passover, they did the... Um, uh, I watched Sondheim. Oh, because they did the Sondheim birthday one, and then they did the Passover, the Passover Seder one. Right. The Passover Seder one was most of the bits were re- pre-recorded, plus they were also rehearsed. Mm, okay. So that one was impeccably flawless. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I saw a single technical issue. The Sondheim one was an absolute disaster. Ooh. They started almost 90 minutes late. Um, the actors couldn't hear the accompaniment at points mm-hmm. or didn't wait for the accompaniment. Um, their mic levels were all off. So some people were extra hot and their voices did not sound good. Other people were too soft. It was just, it, and, and it was a live stream. Like they were just doing it and they were pushing it out as it came. And that was obviously not. Oh, and they had to drop uh, Raul Espinoza. Nope. I'm, is that his name? Esparza. Yeah, Esparza. Yep. He was supposed to host, and he could not get his mic to work for the life of him. So they just dropped him as the host. Jeez. Oh, like, they just never went back to him. This was, was this the one on Broadway.com? I think so, yeah. Interestingly enough, they got nominated for an Emmy for this. Bull! Swear to God. Are you serious? Yeah. No. They got nominated for Emmy. No. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were celebrating the, it, on their website the other day. I didn't see it, so this is news to me, but no, my it God. Was, it was literally a dumpster fire. Jeez. <laughs> I don't – I mean, once they figured it out, so like, by the end, thank God. Thank God Patty Lapone and, like, Audra McDonald and um, – uh, I always forget her name. The one that's um, got the face. She was in Mama uh, Mama Mia as the friend in the movie. Christine Baranski. Yes. Thank God they were all at the end. Yes. Because yes, I, know. I saw that clip. Yeah. If if that was the clip that you were basing the Emmy on, great. Fine. <laughs> that's but, probably what they submitted for your consideration. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of it, hot dumpster fire. Hot wow. Dumpster. Interesting. Well, the lesson is, folks, I mean, again, if you're going to be doing a performance, if you're charging money, if you're asking for people's time, make it good, record it, whatever you need to do, because we're going to be stuck in this situation for a while. Live theater is not coming back, at least for another year. Uh, I don't believe for a second that it's going to be back next spring. Um, so, yeah, you yeah. know, perfect, perfect this as while you can. Um, Lynette, you, you had another you had a fourth one, correct? I do have a fourth one, and Maybe. it kind of goes into this whole theater thing. Perfect. Um, Hulu uh, and our lovely friend, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who we all know I have a deep and glorious crush on, to the <laughs> point where I had a dream about him last night. Chris already knows it. Um, anyway, it wasn't like that. He created a new song for our theater, the college we went to. It's fine. Um, Hulu just released a documentary called freestyle love supreme or we are freestyle love supreme mm-hmm. have you watched it yet i haven't it's on my list of literally things to do tomorrow 
be be prepared to cry because you miss theater. That was the one thing it just, it reminds you of why we do theater, of why we love theater, of why we majored in theater. You majored in theater too, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, Why we majored in theater, why we go to see theater. It reminds, it just, it is a beautiful documentary put together really for the love of theater. And like, I immediately texted my friend and I go, did you watch this? And she's like, yes. And she was like, we both at the same time texted each other. This is why we miss theater. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're just like, oh. But it's it's a warming. Like, I plan on watching it over and over again because it is that community. And it showcases that community, even though it's about one specific. Well, it's not really. It's about one specific show. I use air quotes. But it, it really kind of, it's just amazing. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. You know, I, I, I know the story kind of behind all of that and how, like, all this predates Hamilton and all. I, mm-hmm. I th- does it predate In the Heights, too? It does. So there you go. I mean, this, these guys go way back. Um, I didn't get to see the show live when it was in New York, I, and I was kicking myself. I had an opportunity to see it, and I just, I literally was too tired <laughs> to you say are I, ever too tired, you call me, and I will go for you. You know what? I'll Next time, I'll give you, like, five hours notice so you can come down uh, and, and see that show on my behalf. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. I mean, freestyle rap is, it's an artistry that yeah. I, I will never and, and can't even fathom being able to do. I've seen people being able to do it and I'm just always amazed. I love hip hop. I love rap. Um, I found out recently that uh, Randall, um, oh gosh, I've got his, his last name but the guy who started fresh off the boat um you know he's he's a freestyle rapper which i think is awesome so i just i i love that culture i love the show so i cannot wait to see this documentary uh i'm really excited i think i think that literally is going to be what i'm going to do as soon as i get off the zoom and then i'm gonna watch scott pilgrim versus the world so i've got a long i've got a long night night. yeah but a good night That's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Lynette, it's that time. Did you have anything for YouTubing this week? So YouTubing, I'm just going to tell you to check out the San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Like, that's that's where you need to be at. Uh, Catch up on all your content. um, Do all that fun stuff. Make you feel like you've been there, um, even though you're not physically there. That's my YouTubing for the week. Good. Good. That's a good one. You know, mine is is actually a shameless plug, if if you will. Um, yeah. We are now uh, going. We just started a brand new YouTube channel for <gasps> Onstage Blog, so we yeah. are officially on YouTube, and we're going to start posting um, a lot of content up there. But here's the kicker: all of our podcasts will be up there, so you can actually go to YouTube and listen to our podcast on YouTube, which I think That's is awesome. awesome. Yeah, so it makes it easier for people um, who don't have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. You can go right to YouTube, find us, click on it, and just enjoy. So that's what you do. My YouTube is literally YouTube on a stage blog. On yes. That, I think it's pretty cool. So awesome. Lynette, anything else you want to say to wrap, wrap things up? Uh, just that if you find me on YouTube, uh, FuzzWiki, I think it's FuzzWiki13, um, I have now created a public uh, profile list that's called Desperately Seeking Entertainment. So anything that I mentioned for YouTubing is on that list. Nice. 
Nice. And folks, like I said, you can find all these podcasts and all of our podcasts uh, on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network at onstageblog.com. We are on YouTube now. We are also, like I said before, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the whole nine yards. We actually just released a brand new podcast series called Definitive Cinema, where we basically argue what is a definitive example of a person's work. So, Lynette, if I asked you what is a definitive Tom Hanks movie experience, what movie would you pick off the top of your head? I would have to pick two. Can I pick two? Go ahead, please. Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan. There you go. That's basically what we do for a half an hour on this podcast is go back and forth and talk about our definitive picks. So if you enjoy that type of conversation, you're going to love definitive cinema. So definitely check that out uh, on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. But Lynette, thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, thank you. Always a pleasure. Enjoy Comic-Con. It's Comic-Con yes. weekend. Are you going to dress up while you're sitting at home? I was thinking about it. Uh and then I forgot that work can still FaceTime me. Oh, so, okay. So, yep. uh, no. That makes sense. <laughs> you can't, you can't like show up, you know, t- to a work Zoom call dressed as Harley Quinn. Like that's correct. They probably know what you've been doing all day. If correct. If that's the case. Well, there you go. Good stuff. Anyway, but Lynette, thank you so much, and folks, we will see you right here next week on Desperately Seeking Entertainment.